Hello and welcome to Zack Attack. We're never going to be better than this. This is episode 38, Scoob, from 2020. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And Joe, it's been more than two years since we did this podcast. Uh, June 18th, 2019, we did... Do you remember the last movie we did? Uh, Beach Bomb. You got it. There you go. Pop quiz number one. Correct. Number two, though, and it's not something that you would know. It's just a guess. That same day, we released an episode of Too Fast, Too Forever, the show that we've been spending all of our podcast time with. What number episode did we release two years and like two months ago? Too Fast, Too Forever, number what? Two years. So it's pre. I'm going to guess it was like number like 75. You are way too high. Really? Way lower. 45. Still too high. One more guess. Jesus. 32. 36, the Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift wow. Lap 4. So, we are back here because we've gotten some very nice emails, people that really wanted us to return to Zack Attack. Why I bring that up is because if you want more of this show, go listen to Too Fast, Too Forever. It's the same show, it's literally just the same different show. movies. I know, and like maybe you don't like the Fast and Furious movies. Maybe you've never seen them. It doesn't really matter, dude. Like, it's the same show. And the intros, the intros to that show... Are you like an hour of us doing normal, dumb bullshit until we talk about the movie? And at this point, it's kind of gone off the rails anyways, and like, we just talk about all kinds of crazy stuff. Plus, Fast and Furious movies are fun. Go watch them and hear us talk about them. So We've had Jess, a.k.a. Montez, and Jenny McMullen, both who have written to this program a lot, yes. follow us over to Too Fast, Too Forever. I'm sure other people have as well, but I'm just saying... Go listen to that show, because, of course. But we also have an email address here, ZachAttack at CageClub.me. And Joey, we have four emails since the last time we did this show. I think I've read most, if not all, of these on Too Fast, but they're all new to this show. So I'm going to read them all again here. Okay. So the last email we had gotten that we read on air was one from Jenny in May of 2019. Then, more than a year later, the next email we get, as far as I can tell, is also from Jenny. Subject line, down to earth. When we were going to do, when we were going to continue Zack Attack, the next episode we were going to do, we thought, was Human Discoveries, which was a Facebook watch show that lasted like one season. It was a cartoon, yeah. Yes. We're also doing this a little bit differently tonight because we did the guessing of Crying and Shirtless for that thing, which we're not watching tonight because we're doing Scoob, which is the more important, the bigger, higher profile thing. But also, in the last two years, not only did Human Discoveries come out, not only did Scoob come out, but also he had his Netflix show Down to Earth with Zac Efron, where he did like a global travel tourism, him seeing a citizen of the world, right? Which I actually watched. Did you watch any of it? I watched a little bit of it on in the on in the background while I had friends over and we just like had music going and I wanted something on TV basically. Like I had some of that, but I have not actively watched it because I figured at some point we would watch it here and yeah. I'm not a big rewatcher of things. I'm like, if I'm gonna watch it once, I might as well do it for the podcast, right? So I I've kind of seen it, I know what it's about, but I've not seen the actual show yet. Okay, yeah. It was kind of like him doing like a, a Bourdain-y kind of it's like a travel show that he kind of cares. Well, like he does care, but he like it kind of focuses on like the people there and sure. like the environment mostly and like his relationship with the environment or their relationship with the environment. So Jenny writes in about that. She says, hi, guys. Doubt you have time to do an episode on this. Well, Jenny, we got nothing but time. That's true. But I want to let you know that's a that's a Fast and Furious reference for all of you. Just imagine if anything doesn't make sense. It's just a Fast and Furious <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's true. 
Your voice just went from Shaggy to Scooby Roo Roo Roo. Oh. But I wanted to let you know that I watched half of it, four of the eight episodes. I doubt I would watch it if it wasn't to see Zach, but it's okay. Shirtless happens in the first episode, and quote-unquote crying happens in the second. He has a beard in most of it, which kind of works. I think you get to really see his personality and some of the stuff they cover, which really makes you think. I'm pretty sure you've got Netflix and it's been in the top ten most watched. I just want to see if you noticed or watched it later, Jenny. Yeah, I mean, now it's been a long time since I watched it, but I do remember it, and um, I, I like the show, and... I. I mean, maybe we will cover it one day, but there was, like, a really cool episode where he went to Lourdes in France, and this was, like, a famous Blessed Mother shrine, because there's, like, this fountain, and it was, like, my grandma used to always order holy water from this place, so... Oh, right, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had known about it, and it was cool to see him go there and, like, talk about it, yeah. Well, the next email we got is from someone, Taylor... I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this right, but it's spelled like latte. So I'm going to say Taylor Latte. Subject line, new episodes. Okay. And I want to see if Taylor has written in before. I'm not sure if Taylor has or not. It sounds vaguely familiar. No, but when I search Taylor Latte in my Gmail, a thing comes up for me taking the 2F2F quiz. I don't know why. I don't know. Okay. But no, this is the only time that Taylor's ever emailed. So Taylor, hello, Taylor. Hi, huge fan of Zach Attack Podcast. Can you guys do an episode on down-to-earth Zach Efron? Exclamation, question mark, exclamation, question mark. So I feel like, you know, we're going to have to at some point. Yeah, we will. We had an email from David Maggie, Magi, maybe? Subject line, Zach Attack Return. This is in April of this year. Please bring back Zach Attack. I want to hear your take on Scoob. Sincerely, Zach Attack Fan 19. Well, and he definitely was listening. Because uh, Zephron Lover 19 reference there. Seriously. Yeah. So that was in April. And then the email that put us over the top a couple weeks ago, tapping my watch, waiting for Scoob from Christine Tran, who Christine had emailed in when we were still doing the show. But here we go. This is the email that I was like, oh, because like people, I love all the emails that we get. But this one was just like, oh, this is of another level in terms of just asking, like asking you shall receive maybe eventually. But this was like, a oh, I feel like we have to we have to give in to Christine here. Okay. And this one I for sure read on too fast because I yeah. just love this email so much. Hello, Joey and Joe. It has to have been at least three years or more since I last wrote to you guys and about two years since the last episode was released. Despite this, I have listened, I have literally re-listened to this entire podcast from episode 1 to 37 at least several times since then. <laughs> I'll put it on in the background while I'm playing video games, baking, folding laundry, anything. It's just fun and comforting and it still makes me smile when I listen. Is that weird? No, of course not. No, no, it's definitely not weird. Anyways, down to business. Last year, Zach had a voice role in the movie Scoob, and yet, where's the Zach Attack episode? Honestly, I haven't seen a single Fast and Furious movie, but I just might go and binge them all just to be able to hear your voices again on Too Fast, Too Forever, your fan, Christine. Well, Christine, here we are. We're here, and Jess Montez didn't watch any of the Fast and the Furious movies and just listen to us do too fast for a very long time will randomly email us and be like oh i watched one of these movies that i heard you talk about a bunch yep on tv the other day i mean and she like knows like i mean we've broken them down now nine times so like she knows everything that was going to happen give them a watch don't give them a watch listen to the intros but seriously it's the same bullshit on too fast, I promise. Just get. And it since a try. then, Montez has watched the movie, so I mean, even if you just go listen, you will 
it's not, it's not like there's a lot. Like, the, the yes. format over there is very easy to follow. I mean, there are, we've covered, we're actually closing in on 100 movies that we've covered. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's the other thing. We do, like, a lot of, like, spinoff and, like, related movies. We've never done any Zac Efron movies over there, obviously, but, like, Michelle Rodriguez movies and memory. There's got to be a movie that you've seen over there that, like, go give one a listen that is something that you like. We've covered, yeah, if we've almost covered 100 movies, there's got to be one movie over there that you're like, oh, man, I like this movie. Give it a shot. You'll see. It's the same shit. In a loving way, not same shit in a bad way. Same shit in a good way. Same shit in a good way, yeah. Like, if you like this and listen to this a bunch of times, I'm telling you, it's the same shit, so. That's all the emails. ZachAttack at CageClub.me. If you want to send a note, it will warm my heart. We'll read on the next episode. Uh, I don't know when that'll be. Probably for Down to Earth. I feel like nobody's writing it about human discoveries. I mean, if we'll do an episode on that eventually. Also, I'm, you know, there's another segment that we used to do news about Zach Efron. Uh, I have no idea. Is he... Because he kind of, like, stepped away from acting for a while, but I think he's maybe coming back, or no? I I think that once he did Down to Earth, he, like, he hasn't been doing much. I, I honestly think he's just, like, living the fucking dream, dude. He did a short film called Save Ralph, which I told you about, which is about, uh, I think it was directed by Taika Waititi. Let me see here. Oh, no, directed and written and directed by Spencer Susser. I don't know why I thought Taika Waititi. Oh, he's a voice in there. Oh, he plays Ralph. That's why. That's why. Okay. But it's about trying to get the beauty industry to stop testing on rabbits. I think Zeph has one line in it. It's good. It's a bummer. Um, we should stop testing on animals, but it's not a thing that we would do an episode on here. He also was in a short called Dubai Presents a Five-Star Mission. He plays the husband. I okay. don't know what this is. Oh, it's him and Jessica Alba. What the heck? Yeah, where did this come from or go? It's directed, written and directed by this guy, Craig Gillespie, who directed... I, Tanya, he directed Cruella. Where did wow. is this? Glamour, sophistication, and nonstop action. Dubai presents a five-star mission by Mother. I don't think I saw any trailers or anything about it. No, so. it's it's a two-minute thing. No, it's just like it's a it's a it's a video to say visit Dubai. I don't know. We're gonna actually take a break in between the intro and the outro here. I don't remember what we use in the middle. I gotta remember. I gotta listen back to an episode. I don't Do we remember. Have music in the middle? I honestly have no idea. I don't remember either. We had to have, because we took breaks. But what we're going to do is, so in between tonight and tomorrow, when we're recording the actual Scoob movie, we will watch this minute and 36 second Dubai Presents a Five Star Mission, and then talk about that too, because why not? We're not going to do an episode. Is it, now, but is it literally just a commercial for Dubai? Like, he like... It's from the Visit Dubai YouTube account. Okay. So this is like, you know, Suntory time. What is that? Is that lost in translation? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like you get a foreign actor to be like come to whatever and you shoot like a commercial and he's like sure because nobody's gonna see this but now everybody sees i mean in the internet age that people know he's also in a couple movies coming up he's in post-production on this movie called gold where he plays man one it's him and this guy anthony hayes who's the writer or director and this woman Susie porter when two men discover the biggest gold nugget ever found they must find a way to excavate it okay interesting that actually sounds pretty fun Interesting. So yeah. then he's in a movie called Firestarter. Oh, this is based on the Stephen King thing with a bunch of actors I don't know, but he plays the lead, possibly. Young girl tries to understand how she mysteriously gained the power to set things on fire with her mind. So apparently he's in that, too. Weird. He's also cast in the Disney remake of Three Men and a Baby, but he's the only person in this, according to IMZ Bay. So he's all three men and the baby? I guess so. Perhaps <laughs> okay. that would be wonderful. He's also rumored to be in, I think this, yeah, he's rumored to be in, along with rumored Russell Crowe and rumored Bill Murray, aforementioned Bill Murray, 
Uh, a Farrelly Brothers movie, The Greatest Beer Run Ever, a man's story of leaving New York in 1967 to bring beer to his childhood buddies in the army while they're fighting in Vietnam. So there's that. Kind of Smokey and the Bandit. I guess so. Yeah, in sounds Vietnam. like it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then there is the TV show Killing Zac Efron, which I feel like was rumored or talked about when we were still doing the show that is still on his IMDb. But like, I don't know, man. Like these five things... There's, like, nobody in these movies. Like, not, not nobody, like, in no names, but, like, nobody in, Literally like... nobody else listed, yeah, besides him. It seems like for a while there, he just was, like, doing Down to Earth and then was doing these kind of, like, passion projects, like, these morally good things that he wanted to do and, like, not really doing movies in the sense of, like, dramas. Like, sure. it was all, like, he was kind of trying to do, like, environmentally good things mm -hmm. or, you know, animal cruelty things. Not necessarily anything besides Scoob, so. Right. Any news, anything you remember that has happened in Zac Efron's life in the last couple of years? I know that there was that whole, like, people thought that he got work done. What was the whole brouhaha? And then people were like, no, you're you're dumb. Remember the thing with his face? I don't remember. I don't remember this. Something with Zac Efron's face. They, yeah, they thought that he got, like, plastic surgery. Oh, because he, like, hurt himself, right? Like, didn't he, like. I think that's what it was. He has, like, w jaw wired shut or something, right? Yeah, he, like, fell and broke his jaw, and they were like, look at the plastic surgery he did. Like, he's lying about it. And he's like, no, guys, I, like. Like, well, he also is, like, always doing these extreme sports and shit. So, like, he hurt himself and was like, no, I just, like, hurt myself. Like, it's right. totally fine. That's the only thing I remember. Like Again, I think that's kind of to the point. Like, he's just not in, like, consciously took himself out of the public eye. Because I can't think of anything else that's happened in the last two years. Which I think no. is also the reason why, like, we haven't felt the pressure to come back. Because it's not like he's been in, like, not like, like if Neighbors 3 came out or, you know, whatever. Right? We've been like, oh, yeah. we had to do that. But, like, this is just, he's gone away. I think we said this, like, last time. And we'll, I'll say it again now. Like, he seems like he's living his best life, right? Like, sure. if he just wants to go, like wakeboarding and fucking do a documentary about weird stuff on the earth and taking care of the environment fucking do it like that's awesome sure. dude yeah so like i'm not hating on it like i obviously we'd like like him to be in more movies but if he's like having more fun doing this and like just hanging out with his brother and his dad which he seems like he wants to do then fucking do it like he got the money so it's just weird and coincidental that like the three actors we were doing that Zeph kind of went away. Gosling, we almost finished that podcast. We were very near the end. And he's he basically retired from acting, yeah, at least for a yeah. while. I think he's coming back. And Shannon Tatum hasn't put out a thing in a couple years either. I mean, that was maybe emotional, just heartbreak of a divorce and stuff. But it was really these three guys that were, like, pretty prolific in the 2010s, just all, like, no, we're Stopped. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all, like, different, too. They weren't, like, the same. I mean, like, I get that they're all, like, handsome actor boys. But at the same time, like... They were all doing vastly different movies, right? Yeah. Like, so, yeah, for them all to stop. And then, you know, now we have, like, 50 more Fast and the Furious movies, so it's wild. That's all the news, question mark, I guess. Uh, but the final thing to do before we take a break, Joe, and I have to figure out what the hell goes in the middle here. Like I said, we did the guesses last time for Crying and Shirtless for Human Discoveries. So we're going to watch Scoob, an animated Scooby-Doo film. It's animated. It's animated. It's on HBO Max. Is it like CGI? It's like new age CGI. In it. I have known nothing about this. Like, it I don't came remember. out last year. I think this was hurt by the pandemic. I think I don't remember when exactly. I, I, if it came out before, actually, let me I, let me find out before I run my mouth and I'm just like I could I have the internet in front of me. Let me find out. It came out Scoob May fifteenth, twenty twenty. Yeah, it was so a like pandemic right. As the pandemic was bad. 
like the it was beginning one of, those, of it. Yes, it was one of those things where if it, if it had been in theaters in January, February, or early March, I would have seen it in theaters. But I remember seeing trailers for it in theaters, and then it was never going to be a movie that I was going to spend twenty or thirty bucks on to rent at home. Yeah, because I don't care about Scooby Doo, and I love Zaff, but like. I also don't know who the other voices are, and I'm going to be surprised. Maybe Amanda Seyfried, but maybe not. Maybe she was in a live-action version. I don't know. I don't know either. Go ahead. But okay, Joe. So an animated... I also don't know who he plays. It's one of the two dudes. He's not Scooby. He's either Shaggy or the other guy. Do you know anything about Scooby-Doo? Because I I watched so much Scooby-Doo as a kid with my sister. It was like one of her favorite cartoons. What are the characters' names? There's... Velma. Velma. That's the one I know. Rob? No. Rob on Scooby-Doo. No, it's Freddy. I think he's Freddy. Freddy's like the handsome one. Okay, there's Freddy and Shaggy. Freddy, Shaggy, Velma, and then who's the, like, the sexy one? I have no idea. I could look it up, or we just find out. What is it? Rachel, what's the other one's name on Scooby-Doo? Velma, Shaggy... Daphne. Daphne! That's Daphne, yeah. Okay, so we got Will Forte as Shaggy. We got oh. Mark Wahlberg as a character that we have not named yet. We got Jason Isaacs as a character we do not have not named yet. Zeph as Fred Jones, which you said. Yeah. Uh, Gina Rodriguez as Velma and Amanda Seyfried, who I thought as Daphne. Should have been Michelle Rodriguez. Also in here, Kiersey Clemens, Ken Jeong, Tracy Morgan. Oh, damn. Yeah, so it's a pretty big lineup. Simon Cowell as himself, apparently. No more spoilers. No more spoilers. Crying, shirtless, animated, PG-rated Scoob. How does Zeph, how does Fred, again, I don't know anything about Fred, other than he's handsome, why does he cry and why does he go shirtless? I think that he's shirtless. The thing will take, the the crime that they're investigating will be on the beach. Okay. And I think that he'll be playing beach volleyball and Freddy will be shirtless. And I think Zeph will say... As Freddy, damn, there goes my shirt. As opposed to Zeph saying, as Zeph, damn, there goes my shirt. Yes, yeah, exactly. And I Hey guys, think... I'm not Fred right now. I'm actor Zach Efron. <laughs> damn, there goes my shirt. <laughs> yes, yeah, ex- exactly. He doesn't do that qualifier. first qualifier. He doesn't okay, do yeah, that yeah. first part. He does just the second part. You may know me from such films as High School Musical. It's like, <laughs> it's like on The Simpsons with like Troy McClure. You may know me from these films. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think that Scooby plays a joke on him and runs away with his shirt while he's playing beach volleyball. And then he says, damn, there goes my shirt. He cries because it gets lost in the ocean. And then the rest of the movie, Freddy is shirtless. And he's sad about it. Yeah, he's he's just cold. You know what I mean? Like, they eventually, like, leave the beach, and he's, like, in a very air-conditioned bar or something, and he's like, it's so cold in here, I wish I had a shirt. And then he just... Okay. Like, it's just, like, a running joke for the rest of the movie. Okay. I think... I don't know, but I think it takes place in a haunted mansion. There's also a chance... That That would make a lot more sense than the beach. But there's okay. also a chance I'm just conflating this with the Adams Family reboot, whatever, that Charlize is a voice and she plays Morticia. Oh, cool. I might be thinking of both of those. I don't know. I think it's in a haunted mansion, and I just have in my head, somebody opens a door, and okay. he's shirtless in a room with Scooby, and he's like, all embarrassed, but, like, Scuba just, like, licked him or something and got drool all over his shirt. I don't he know. He was covered assume... in peanut butter. Like, let's make it realistic. He was covered in peanut butter. I don't know how to make it realistic. I don't think I've ever seen an episode of Scooby-Doo. Oh, are you? Have you really not? I truly know nothing about this. Oh, well, there's always, like... There's the Mystery like, Mobile. Like, I know things about the it culturally. There's Mystery Mobile. There's always a red herring, right? Like, they always, like... So, just, it's just a mystery, right? Yeah. 
but but I mean like there's a character named Red Herring, and they're like, oh, oh. No. and it's like it's always or like it's always like another character that's like being blamed for this, and then at the end they do like the take the mask off meme, right? And they're like, it was them the whole time, right? Okay. okay. And also usually the criminals like dress up like in a Halloween costume for some reason, right? Like it's always like the mansion was haunted because he's a you know property developer and he was gonna sell the property. And wanted to buy it for cheap, you know, something like this. Okay, I like that you're like, let's make it realistic. Let's just cover him in peanut butter. Which <laughs> doesn't, it doesn't make it realistic, but sure, that he's does. covered in peanut butter. Scooby licks it all off him. He's, he takes his shirt off. He's embarrassed, and because he's embarrassed, he then and people are like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "No, no, no. I just, you know, I just had peanut butter on me." And like, people don't believe him, and he cries because nobody believes him. Okay, he's emotionally devastated. Sure, guess. I guess. I also think he might cry if the mystery mobile doesn't start. Ooh, the little... And then they call in Dom Toretto to fix it. He's from the Fast and the Furious. He's from the Fast and the Furious. Yeah, he's like, you know, they they call him in and he's like, you don't need an engine, you need family. And then he just And they like, just take his character from Spy Racers, the animated skin. Oh, God, yeah. So, okay, guys, there's like, there's a running joke that we have on Too Fast that like, because there's actually the show on Netflix called Spy Racers. You might have seen it like being premiered. Why? I don't know why. But there's like been five seasons of this fucking show since pandemic started. No, not it's it's, it's close. It's, it's a little bit longer than that, but yes, close. Okay, it's like yeah, it's five seasons, but like since the, the first Christmas one, before December. Pandemic. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like they just keep releasing seasons of this show on Netflix, and we're like. What like how do they make these? When are they gonna stop? Where where are they making these from? Anything else you want to say before we take a break? And by take a break, I mean take the night, watch Scoob, and come back tomorrow to talk about Scoob. We made the I mean I made the hardest push I could for you guys to go listen to Too Fast. That's it. But we're gonna watch Scoob. I'm excited to watch it, and we'll come back and talk all about Zach Efron and Scooby Doo. And I'm excited to see that this is your first fucking Scooby Doo experience. Weird. Okay. Yeah, I thought that you'd maybe seen an episode before. But, okay. I mean, I might have, but I genuinely, I don't know. I don't know. But, like, it was never a part of my life, so Did you ever if see I the, have, No, and you haven't even seen the South Park episode where they make fun of corn by doing a Scooby-Doo episode. Nope. Oh, God, that's a really good one, too. God damn. Okay, I'll bring all this up tomorrow. Come with more Scooby-Doo tomorrow. We downloaded a bunch, and, like, Rachel and I were, like, watching it drunk one night, like, during pandemic. Like, the, the show's still good. Okay. Just, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Intro music or interlude music or whatever I'm going to put here. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> So the interlude music it just, just heard was well, no, it it we never we never break. Oh, that's right. Okay. So that was the thing. So I thought I remembered, and I, I we talked about this a little bit on Facebook, but like I remembered Jordan joining for I thought it was an earlier episode, but it turned out to be Greatest Showman, which was very near the end. Yeah, yeah, episode very near 34. the end. Yeah. And yeah. after sitting through emails for forty minutes, she's like, I don't know what to respond to because I don't understand anything that's going on. Yeah, because they're like, they were like oh, mid conversation should, always. Yes. Yeah. Maybe we should do things differently. And so I think we just changed the format. But I didn't realize that, like, the three episodes after that didn't have guests. So we never actually had to change the format or change whatever. Because we just did it for too fast. 
Yes. So now when we record too fast, we don't have the guests join until the second half, so they don't just Correct. sit through an hour of us talking nonsense. So. Yep. Yes. The interlude music you just heard is from Too Fast. I mean, it just it's kind of sounds like racy car stuff, but there's it, pretend it's mystery mobile stuff. You know, it's it's fine. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, pretend it's mystery mobile stuff. Good point. So I want to give some a quick background to this movie before we get started. So this was we talked about it yesterday in the intro yeah. that it was released during the pandemic on VOD because it had a May re- theatrical release and they pushed it to VOD. It actually hit theater theaters this year, this May. Um, so I don't know how long it was in theaters, but it went back to theaters, quote unquote, back to theaters. There is a sequel in development, even though this did, it had mixed reviews and the box office is weird because of the pandemic thing. And it, made, yeah. it seems to have made a lot of money. Because you remember when the pandemic started and like Trolls World Tour was like, this is the first one. Like, this is going to be the bellwether. Like, we're going to see what Trolls does. This apparently did better than Trolls. Oh, weird. Okay, that's cool, though. Because it was like Trolls Onward. Well, Onward was in theaters. Trolls was the first one. Trolls was the movie that everybody got pissed at Universal for. Because they're just like, we're going to just put this on VOD. And theaters were like, no, you're not. Uh, <laughs> but Onward was in theaters for like a week. Because that ends. Yes, that's right. I saw that in theaters. And then the night before lockdown, I was going to see the Vin Diesel movie Bloodshot and something else. And I was like, oh, The Hunt. Those were both going to come out the the weekend of the pandemic, and so they both had like a one night or like a very limited, and they both went on VOD as well. But yeah. Trolls was like the one where just like we're never in theaters, we're going to see if this works. And I think Trolls made like a hundred million dollars, but according to Wiki, this was originally supposed to come out in twenty eighteen, but it kept getting delayed. And I think you know, animated stuff always gets pushed back for any number of reasons. Yeah. But it was the top-rented film on Amazon, Google, Fandango, Spectrum, and iTunes in its opening weekend. And even though Warner didn't report actual figures, it sold more than Trolls, which made more than $100 million in its first three days. And according to The Hollywood Reporter in October of last year, it was the third most popular VOD title amid the COVID-19 pandemic. I don't know if that's a number of sales (laughs) or in volume. I know that the New Mutants, that X-Men spinoff sort of thing did really well because they didn't they it was never 20 or 30 it was like eight bucks and so they probably Ah. made they made less money obviously per pop but like so many people rented that because they're like yeah i'll see a new superhero movie for eight bucks like even if it's not great which it was it was good it wasn't great that's a much more palatable price point than be like 20 or 30 bucks for one of these movies i think that this was a good (laughs) okay so not to be like it's good timing for the pandemic but with a may release it was like deep enough into the pandemic that people were like, okay, this ain't going back. So it's not right. like I can wait and see it in theaters. It's like, I'm going to go and like rent it right now, you yeah. know? So, um, and I think I said this before, I might've just built up to it, but the director said that a sequel is in development. So even yeah. though this had mixed reviews and didn't get a theatrical release really until this year, they are making a second one. And apparently it is the first installment in the Hanna-Barbera cinematic universe, which I guess everybody is clamoring for. Where all these Hanna Barbera, you know. So there was lots of hints in there, but but you said you'd never seen Scooby Doo. Did you ever see any of the other ones? Like there was like lots of Hanna Barbera throughout this movie. Did you? Yeah, I'm I'm sort of vaguely familiar with some of this. Apparently, like every and I I picked up on some of it, but like every name of everything, every character in every place or whatever is a reference to something else. Yeah. And the opening, the the montage, the opening montage, like the time jump is like the opening credits from the original Scooby Doo. Where are you? Yes. Yep. There was a pit stop billboard which i was like "Ooh, pit stop because that's what we call our too fast non-fast movies movies. 
And Penelope Pitstop was a Hanna-Barbera character from Dick with Dick Dastardly in Wacky Races, and she got her own show. So I was just like, oh, that's not just a car thing, it's a Hanna-Barbera thing, which makes a lot of sense. Yes, true. Apparently, the, the director, Tony Servone, took a lot of inspiration from Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and called this the Scooby-Doo equivalent of that. Uh, I don't want to say uh. that because <laughs> Spider-Verse is not only the best Spider-Man movie, but maybe the best full-stop comic book superhero movie ever. Like, it's unbelievably good it's so and good yeah i don't want to you know downplay because like there could be a scooby-doo equivalent of that like i'm not saying that this but it just felt like this is not that like as a scooby as more of a scooby-doo expert does the defense hold water no. okay i mean scooby-doo is just like a goofy cartoon but like i mean there's good scoop there's classic scooby-doo episodes right and there's like things that like nostalgia hits and like you like and like we've rewatched some of it recently and like it's still fun and i remember it but there's no like into no into the spider verse right okay of that yeah this apparently there's a lot of controversy is a very strong word but a lot of people are upset because this is the first movie in like a long like decades that didn't have the same voices across the board. Like, some of the voices came back, like Billy West, who plays Muttley, who is the the Dick Dashley's dog. Yeah. He's back. But basically, everyone else was recast. And so the original actors were kind of bummed, but also just like, we understand. How long has it been since the live-action one? Like, 20 years since the live-action one? I didn't read too far into this, because, again, I don't have the history, the context. Yeah. I think those are different. I think that this is... Okay. For the animated ones, it's the first time in a long time, because there's been other animated ones, whatever. Okay. There's controversy, apparently, there. But in terms of the voices, so I just want to go through this, and we can talk about the movie. A lot of these tie into both Too Fast and other podcasts that we've done. So, yep. for the role of Fred, Zeph, Dwayne Johnson was considered. For Freddy? Apparently. this I, I, Again, this is just on IMDb okay. or Wiki or okay, somewhere. Yeah, 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 fair. Dwayne Johnson from Fast and Furious. Ryan Reynolds, now from Fast and Furious. And Chris Pratt were all considered for the role of Fred Jones. Makes sense. Yeah. I felt like the Mark Wahlberg Blue Falcon character was like a Ryan Reynolds character. It was so when I when right? he, when he came on the screen, I asked Rachel if it was Ryan Reynolds because like the first couple line deliveries, he delivered them like he was doing a Ryan Reynolds impression. And again, they're actors; they can play any kind of role. But Mark Wahlberg is typically like the confident, sort of macho guy, and this is the guy who like to the world is macho, but is kind of more bluster and sort of like faking it until he makes it. And like that's. Kind of Ryan Reynolds, like, sweet spot, right? So... Yeah, 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 that's... It's, like, 100% a Ryan Reynolds character. Did yeah. you see the new Ryan Reynolds movie, by the way? The, like, the nice guy or whatever, Mr. Free nice guy? guy? No, I'm seeing... I was gonna see it last night, but I watched Scoob instead. I'm gonna see it tomorrow, Saturday, in theaters. I'm not very excited for it. It's apparently really good. Really? That's what I've heard. Okay. Keep me posted, please. This was a movie that Mike Manzi, past guest of this show, The Resident Story of Mike Manzi, the Mikester... Had a he could have seen for free like two years ago pre-pandemic. He's like, this looks like it sucks. I'm not gonna go see it. Okay. It's supposedly good. I don't know. I'm gonna see that tomorrow. I will let you know. Okay, please. So if anybody yeah. wants the update on that, uh, check out Too Fast Too Forever. Probably. Yeah, we'll talk about it whenever we record the next episode of that. Yeah. So for the voice of Shaggy, who was played by Will Forte, this is the only one that doesn't really have a connection to anything we've done. Jason Lee, Justin Long, Bill Hader, Patton Oswalt, and Jack Black were all considered, which, sure, it's just Tracks. like... Yeah, yeah, whatever. Daphne, who was played uh, by Amanda Seyfried, Karen Gillan, Bryce Dallas Howard, and a favorite of this podcast, Anna Kendrick, were all considered for Ooh, Daphne. Ooh, good, okay. And then for Velma, do you know Velma's last name? No. Dinkley? 
Yes, 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 yes. I did know that. Okay. I was yes. like, oh my god, because in in the Fast and Furious, and I don't want to make this whole. Although there are like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it if you don't. So go yeah, ahead. I know. But Kevin Hart is in one Fast and Furious movies in Hobbs and Shaw, and his last name is Dinkley. And so I was just like, Velma Dinkley. That makes so much sense. Yeah, and you know, in in Hobbs and Shaw, he plays pretty much Velma, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that well, makes they even sense do the whole like Fast and Furious, Ocean's Eleven, like. Uh, who everybody is like Simon Cowell is just like you're the tank you're the empath yep. you're the brain I'm just like oh this is just like a heist movie in general yep. right so yep. yeah yeah uh, but for the role of Velma who's played by Gina Rodriguez who's great she was Jane the Virgin but she's also what I care about her from is Annihilation which she is badass and awesome in that Ooh, uh, Jenny Slate movie. wonderful Aquafina yeah. yeah yeah wonderful and a favorite of boyfriend material not of you at all Emma Stone considered for Velma as well so Ooh. That would have been fine. I mean, like, you know, her voice, whatever. Um, Aquafina's just fucking everywhere. She she seems like yeah. she's on that tear that, like, Tiffany Haddish was on two years ago. That, like, Tiffany Haddish was just, like, every movie for, like, yes. one year. And then, like, Aquafina just did, like, the same thing. And yeah. I keep seeing these Nora from Queens commercials on Comedy Central. And yes. I haven't watched it. So that was all the kind of the background of this. Oh, I also want to say that Kiersey Clemens, who plays uh, Blue Falcon's assistant sidekick yes. whatever yes, assistant, uh, she yeah. is one of the girls in neighbors two if you remember one of the uh, main girls like the the sorority comes up and so she's one of the stars there so she kind of returns to the podcast in uh animated form here with zeph that's cool uh this is zeph's second animated film do you remember his other animated film lorax of course this is better than the lorax definitely so the guy who plays young Zeph, because Mike and I, we haven't added a ton on our podcasts, although now we do in F9, but it, it's rare that one of our our actors is played by a younger or older version of like a different actor. But yes. But the, yes. the kid who plays young Zeph is in Looper, the Ryan Johnson movie with Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Bruce Willis. Yeah. He's in Tomorrowland, and really weird, he, he is in Twin Peaks The Return, that one season show that came back a couple years ago in Showtime. He plays... There's an insane, a really crazy character on there called Dougie Jones. Because Kyle MacLachlan, very quick Twin Peaks primer, in the original series played Sher- uh, Special Agent Dale Cooper. Okay. And in the, in the reboot, he plays like three or four different characters, including this one who's just like a real weird goofball. Like, okay. maybe mentally handicapped. It's unclear. He's married to Naomi Watts, and they have a son named Sonny Jim, and this kid plays... Sunny Jim. So I was just like, oh, I have a very specific context of like what Zeph was like at age eight or ten, apparently, according to Hollywood. You know what I mean? So, yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like character to character extension, yeah. I think that's all the background that I have or everything. My my first confusion, and I guess it just shows how long technology has been around, that this movie begins in 2009, but the kid's like using an iPod, and I'm like, is this modern day? I'm like, but we gotta grow up like ten yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. Podcasts were around ten years ago. Like, Ira Glass was around ten years ago. It's. I was just like, where? When are? When are we? I saw a tweet like yesterday that this girl was like, "My proudest moment is eleven-year-old me made a Snapchat name that I haven't had to change yet," and I was like, "You had Snapchat at 11. Yeah. And well, I mean, it's like, like it's like Billy. Was it Billy Eilish or was it someone? Some some either singer or actor was like, oh yeah, the Babadook was my favorite horror movie growing up. I'm like, it came out five years ago. Like, yeah, oh boy, it's it's just it's it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. It's very weird. We're getting very old, and they're staying the same age. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <sighs> but like the the the, 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 the strange thing is that the movie starts with uh, California Love, which is obviously from the '90s, but like 
feels modern. And I'm like, oh, we're modern day. But I'm like, these are not the age. Because like, this is not yeah. Will Forte. This is just a young kid, right? Yeah. So I'm like, when, when, literally, when are we? And and I actually stopped for a minute and I was like, Rachel, do you, like, is this Zeph, the voice that they just like modulated? Like, did they just like get all these actors and then fuck their voices up to be like kids? I was like, they have to get older at some point, right? And right. Quickly, we do get there, but yeah. Uh, and I will say that I was right, sort of, in that the it does take place at a, at a haunted haunted mansion, but like yes, for but... forty five seconds, yeah. And then it's just like, okay, we're we're done. And I'm like, oh, but I... it started on a beach, as I said. It truly did. So Freddie in, in was a way, not we're there both, or shirtless. We're both right. Yes. But I think we both get a half a point for that. Also, I do want to give a quick plot overview in case people have not seen this. It is on HBO Max if you want to watch it before you listen. It follows the formation and friendship of a group of four teens and a dog who solve mysteries around Mystery Incorporated. And now they're joined by Falcon Force to investigate their biggest and most challenging mystery behind a spooky plot to unleash the monstrous three-headed ghost dog Cerberus upon the world in discovery with the supernatural secret legacy and the true purpose of their own mascot. Ooh. But the first thing about Zeph, and it's young Zeph, it's not actually Zeph's voice, but this kid has the bluest blue eyes. I have that in my notes. They animated him correctly, the bluest blue eyes possible. It's crazy. Yeah, they're just they're just like, they stare into my soul. He is dressed as a knight. I don't think we've really had, we've never really had Zeph in a different era. I mean, we've had him in like Parkland in the 60s. No, we had him in, um, we had him in me and Orson Welles. Oh, that's true. That's in the 40s. But he's and in the, and the Greatest Showman, he's in a costume there. In the 20s. And he was in the one where Nicole Kidman pees on him, I think was in like the 60s maybe. But like, he's never been before 1900, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, not that I know of. So the night is new. <laughs> and I was also thinking, you know, we, we also watched that Welcome to Dubai thing. And we've never had him as an action star either. I'm like, Dude, why has he never done action? That's the first thing I thought when I watched. For, first of all, that's. I can't tell if that's a pitch to get people to visit Dubai or a pitch to get films to be made in Dubai. I think it's kind of a pitch to be like, look, you can make your movie here. I think it's probably both. I think it's probably both. both. He's playing like an action star in a one minute short is what we watch, like this Dubai commercial thing. It was like, why the fuck isn't he an action star? It's stars, stars. I don't know if it's stars, features. It's it's, (laughs) it's it's a minute long, right? It's a minute long. Yeah. (laughs) And there's a there's a longer behind the scenes than the actual thing. Like the thing's like a minute thirty six, and there's a two ten behind the scenes, and it's him and Jessica Alba, and he does the traditional woman coming out of water. Although I think Daniel Craig has done that in the new Bond movie too. Yes, yes, yes. But he yes. comes out shirtless, like fully ripped, like peak ripped shirtless, in the same kind of way that like when we did. Into the Blue with Jessica Alba and Paul Walker, like, they're both just, like, look at these two, like, just stare at two beautiful people, right? Like, yeah. And I feel yeah. like Jessica Alba is not exploited in a way that Zeph is. And I'm like, that's fine. I'm cool with that. They kind of actually do that throughout the whole, like, trailer, right? Yeah. It's, like, it's trying to be, like, oh, Zeph is the one that is, like, the spy. And it's just, like, Jessica Alba's doing all the badass stuff, so. And this is kind of essentially Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think so. It was cool. I mean, you can watch it. It's on, it's on YouTube. It's not on Letterboxd. I thought, like, because sometimes people put, like, sh- like, short films, even though this isn't really a short film. Uh, but it's not, you can't log it. But anything else about that of note? No, it was cool. But I had the exact same takeaway that you did, that it's just, like, why doesn't, I mean, I don't know how you'd feel about this, but, like, why doesn't Tom Cruise just pass the baton to Zeph, right? The, the thing that Mike and I have learned on our podcast is that all these, it makes sense, all these Hollywood leading men 
have fragile egos and they don't want to pass the baton. That's why Nicolas Cage <laughs> is still, he would rather be a a star of a lesser VOD movie than be a complimentary character in another thing. Keanu, I mean, Keanu's back now, but Cruz, Hanks, like they're all just, we're not going to not be leading men, right? So. Yeah, but it's like, at some point you're fucking old. Like, even De Niro, like, doesn't take, like, starring roles anymore. You know what I mean? Like, he kind of was like, oh, okay. And like Samuel yeah, but he's 80. Like, these dudes are 50. You know what I mean? Like, Are they a, only 50? Cage just turned... Cage is, like, 55. Keanu's, like, 55. I think Cruz is probably, like, early 50s. Hanks might be, like, 60. But they're not, like... They're a generation younger than De Niro. So, in terms of, like... Are they really? Damn. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. even, like, you think about, like, like De Niro's second act, which we've seen on here, like, in Dirty Grandpa and stuff, where he's like, I'm just gonna do comedy now. It's like, yeah, well, like, Meet I, the Vloggers. Yeah. Yeah. Like that but that was stuff. still, you know... He's still the star of those, and he was already in his mid sixties by that point, right, or something, you know. So I don't even, but but I mean, like he's not the star of those, right? No, like, but he's not not the star. Like it's not like it's he's playing. I'm for, saying like, it's not like I'm saying more so from the Zef action hero standpoint, like just like let Zef be in Mission Impossible, and you just do something else in four and five. And I think they had a contract dispute or like a film, like an availability with Marvel. But like Jeremy Renner, like they were gonna pass the the, the franchise to Jeremy Renner. Tom Cruise like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hand this over, but I think that was kind of the goal. Like he could play like I don't th- I don't see a world in specifically in Mission Impossible where Tom Cruise is not the star yet. Maybe eventually, but not yet. But they could have done a Jeremy Renner type of thing where it's like he's clearly the second banana, but it's also like he's doing the shit with him. So yeah, yeah, the, or, or that Fast and Furious. What, yes, or I mean obviously Bond. I get because we kind of want Idris now. Mission Impossible. Like there's a whole bunch of these like kind of action-y franchises that are continuing that like why isn't Zeph either second banana or like the new the new guy right and like the, the weird thing about it is that like if you think about the actual quote-unquote requirements to be an action star right like you need the looks which obviously he has and yeah, like the charisma and everything like that's that's the thing you also need like you know probably choreography, but like he he's a dancer, right? Like he he's has a dancer, that background he's a sports too. Player, he does like extreme sports. So like, yeah, he was in a musical. Like once you're in a musical, you can do. Uh, well, I don't know. I could, I might piss both fans off at the same mm-hmm. time to be like, if you if you could be in a musical, you can be in an action movie. But no, but I think I think there is a certain through line. I don't know. Like it's the kind of thing where. It's easier, and again, easier is a relative term, but easier for comedians to do drama than for people who are dramatic actors to do comedy because it's a different kind of thing. Like you can kind of teach drama. I don't, I don't know. I think they're different skill sets, but I see where you're coming from. I don't know if I would fully agree, but I, I don't think that it's especially the kind of movies like John Wick and The Raid and stuff we were talking about recently on on Too Fast, a different episodes like with Dan and stuff. Like there's a ballet to it, and like good action, it's a dance, right? And if you I have was gonna the say, rhythm, yeah, you don't dance, you know you can. What's that? Is that from, is that American Honey? No, that was that was um. I can do this, but a High School Musical too. I oh. don't dance. Oh yes, and they like they're playing baseball. Sorry, I apologize. I was because you know sometimes you you have a, you have American Honey in your reference repertoire, and that there's a song I think called I I can't dance or I don't dance. One of those. Oh, maybe. But in this haunted house, they go there because these bullies throw young Zeph or young Shaggy's candy into yeah. the haunted house because they're bullies, not because they like are stealing the candy. They're like anti big corn syrup. Yes, which yes, is exactly very interesting. 
there's a lot of things in this movie that feel like, oh, this is very firmly like 2019. Oh, yeah. They reference Netflix and Tinder and big corn syrup. And it's just like, oh, like, but it's not really done in a way where we've seen with, for instance, Hobbs and Shaw, where it's like, oh, you just made four Game of Thrones references in the span of like a minute and a half. And no, even now, like two years later, nobody's talking about Game of Thrones, right? So like, exactly. It dates it specifically. This is just like, it just, it feels weird because I feel like to a certain extent, cartoon should be timeless i agree skipping ahead just a tiny bit like one of the first things they see is like you know they get older they go to a bowling alley and like all of the bowling alley things are like tech robot drones yeah i felt like such an old at this moment but i was like can we just leave like the tech shit out of scooby-doo like there's nothing in our world that doesn't have like cell phones tech and like all this stuff anymore and i get that like i guess you kind of need to stay current but like obviously in the original scooby-doo's there was no like tech right right? because like it wasn't set then so and what this felt like with all that included and i don't think it's also because like i don't watch a lot of stuff that's geared specifically aimed at children but this is spy racers this is so spy spy racers racers. in many ways (laughs) it's so spy racers except they spend a lot more time rendering this animation like yeah. the lights and the colors and the like the animation itself looked crispier but yes it was very much fast and furious spy racers to me too i agree like to the point where like the one character the sidekick was just like a miss nobody like the same yeah the yeah. same animation oh boy uh again <laughs> like i i i i I was taking notes, and, like, a lot of these things are fast connections. I'm like, I don't want to, like, just make them fast connections, but, like, it's so ingrained in our brain. Oh, yeah. To the point where, like, when, now. when yeah. this guy in the haunted house gets busted because he's, like, faking a ghost, like, he's got this, like, trap on the ceiling Which or whatever. Which is very, this is, this is, like, very traditional Scooby-Doo. This is how everything used to work in Scooby-Doo, right? Like, it okay. would be like, uh, you know, you find a haunted house. You're like, why don't you want to go in there? There's a ghost. It turns out that he just, like, has a flashlight and a mirror, and, like, that's the ghost. Like, it would always, like... Like, it never, like, really made sense, right? Because it's like, how did he do that with a flashlight and a mirror? You know, because, like, in this, even in the animation here, it's like, oh, that ghost looks very real. And then you're just like, oh, it's a guy with a rope, you know? Like, there's, like, some part that's like, oh, this just broke, right? Then it's like, oh, this doesn't match, like, the reality that we were just seeing. Like, it, like, breaks. And then, but yes, that's how, like, all the old Scooby-Doo's would work. And then as you see, it's like, oh, the house is haunted because it's his hideout for all of his stolen goods. And, like, that's why he didn't want anybody in there. So he made it haunted so nobody would come in there. And what he's hiding is essentially a first The Fast and the Furious yep. haul of DVD players. DVD players and, like, shitty electronics. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. First thing I thought. What we what we did get in this then we we cut to the opening montage that brings us ten years forward into modern day where they're all kind of like college age ish, just you know like TV show age, right? Like the from from the show. So I have something to bring up to you. You might have to cut this out because I don't know how you're gonna feel about it. In the show, they're supposed to be pretty young, like teenagers, right? Okay. And one of the things was like in the show, Velma is fourteen. Oh boy. Okay. Recently, on Twitter, I saw two sex workers get into an argument because one of them dressed up as sexy Velma. The other one was like, why are you sexualizing a teenager? And they came to the the agreement at the end that she was sexualizing an adult Velma, and that seemed to be okay for both of them. 
Well, I feel like you're sexualizing a memory. Velma doesn't run around in Scooby-Doo like, I'm 14, you know, <laughs> like, so, well, that's yeah. What I mean. Like, it's the, it's the, it's the weird kind of gray area where, like, when you're a kid growing up, you have, like, crushes on, like, 10-year-olds on TV because you're 10. You know what I exactly. mean? Exactly, so, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Or, like, 16-year-olds on TV. It is a murky, it's a murky gray area. I don't. I mean, but there was never like a real Velma, right? Like, I mean, I guess there was like a live action one, but like, that's not what they're doing. They're doing like, it was always a cartoon. And like, she always was like, just a teenager. Like, although like whatever age, like number they said, she was just like teenager cartoon, right? And when they did the live action Velma, Linda Cardellini was 27. There you go. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. And I'm not going to cut that out. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I also, I, there was just a conversation that I watched unfold because I was like, I want to see where this goes, what they, what the resolution is. And I'm also never touching this with a 10 foot pole. Like I have no comments about this, but I just want to see where this lies. In this movie, they're probably like from age 10 to like age 20 ish. Right. But we're, we're at the age I always of feel 10. like they're like 18 to 20, right? Like that's what it's feels. No, no, no. I mean like in the beginning at 10, oh, like yeah, in yeah. a flash yep. in the in, yep. in 2009 and then they go to like college age ish right so yep, yep. from 10 ish to 20 ish even then they're fucking cartoons so yes they're fucking cartoons. but they're so hot all four <laughs> i know them. yeah i know where where's um where's lola bunny when we need her but in that montage in the fast forwarding montage we get a great uh zeph on the beach with a romantic candle at dinner with him in the mystery mobile yes and i didn't realize again. when i had my guess that like he is basically in love with the van I don't remember this too specifically, but I think that Freddy was, like, always in charge of the van and concerned about the van. I don't know if they're playing it up or down compared to the cartoon, but he was always, like, the most... Like, the van was always, like, breaking down, and he was always, like, fixing it. And I think that he, like, misses, like, a lot of shit that happens from what I remember. Again, I don't remember very much, but from what I remember, like, he misses shit because he's, like, working on the van sometimes. Gotcha. So he's our Dom Toretto. He he is the Dom. Then we get to modern day, and Zeph is blonde, and I had some issues with it, because I was just like, this is not... Like, I get that it's the character, Freddy's but blonde, it's also... Though. I know, I, I know, I know that, but still... You had hair blindness, you couldn't recognize him with his blonde hair. Yeah, even though, like, all the voices <laughs> are like, oh, no, I know exactly who all these people are. Like, even if I didn't... I might not have recognized Gina Rodriguez, just because I don't know a ton of stuff that she... I mean, I've seen her and stuff, but, like, I knew Will Forte, I knew Zeph, I knew Amanda Seyfried, I knew... Simon Cowell, obviously. And then who plays Blue Falcon? It's... Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. I don't know if I would have recognized him, honestly. That, no, That would have I... been one in theaters where I would have been like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, it sounded so familiar to me, and I was like, it sounds like Ryan Reynolds, but it's not Ryan Reynolds. Right. And then Rachel was like, it's Mark Wahlberg. And I was like, after that, I was like, oh, I can, I can kind of hear it now. But Yeah, I think it's, you know, I'm good with voices. I, I am not good with faces, and I have, as we've talked about probably on this podcast and other ones for sure, I have hair blindness, and I just, I identify wrong things in people, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't know who these people are. But voice I'm usually really good at, and this is one where I'm like, I could hear it after I knew it, but I don't know if I could have gotten there I couldn't have picked without it knowing it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I don't know. This is also Mark, Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg's first animated film, so congratulations to him, Mazel. Well, I mean, Ted, I guess, but Ted, he wasn't the well, animated Well, yeah, he's version. live action, yes. Yeah. My next note is not for a while, but in the movie, oh, we find out... Oh, but they out... do, they have Simon Cowell come in, and them singing The Shallows I thought was pretty funny. I like that. Yeah, again, very firmly timed that time dated. right yes yes i agree i mean that song is going to like we're going to be able to we're going to hear that song on like some radio station for the rest of our lives like that's just one that's going to stick oh, yeah. around oh yeah but also 
It's like, oh yeah, this is the year that A Star is Born came out, basically, right? Pretty so. much, yep. But the next note that I took, and again, this is a Fast and Furious thing, and I apologize again, but just like F9, Scooby being the key here is just like L being the key in F9. I'm like, this is or, so, yeah. like, a person, a thing being like the thing that unlocks it, like beyond just a physical thing that you're searching for, it's like the emotions behind the thing or whatever. What the fuck was going on in Hollywood that they all did this at the same... It's like, you know some years that we have, like, 15 movies that have, like, the same thing in it. Like, did everybody get, like, a copy of a screenplay and they were like, that screenplay sucks, but I do like the key part. Oh, I have a note, but I can't figure it out. What was the middle-aged man joke that they made? Do you remember? I don't know. I wrote in a joke about how do you know so much about superheroes and so little about the metric system because I'm an American man, which is a, a, a joke that Zeph makes. Okay. That's not the, that's not the joke you're talking about. I don't know. No, I guess it's the Blue Falcon. Oh, oh, it was what he used a lot of terms like I don't remember what it was, but it was something like fave bestie bay or whatever. Like he said like a bunch of things, yeah. of words like that in a sentence. She's like, no, no middle aged man should be that comfortable using those words or something like that. I don't remember what the words were, but no. I remember the context of the joke. There was another. There was another middle aged man joke that they made that I liked that I forget, but because I, no. I just I like just caught the note of that, but I thought maybe. We, I did like the oh again Blue Falcon's name Brian, that's so Brian sure. of you. Mm-hmm. Daphne was Wonder Woman during Halloween. True, which is Gal Gadot. I didn't take a ton of notes on this because I was I was a little bummed to a certain like I I liked the movie. I did not love the movie. This movie is not made for me. I enjoyed it though. I like it more than any Spy Racers season that we've watched. For sure, I agree with you. Yes, yes, yes. I'm not. I still wouldn't be itching to like watch this movie again though no my my regret and i know that it wasn't going to because it's just how the movie was structured and like the uh, the way the group dynamics but like so little of this movie like the movie's not about zeph right like if zeph was the it's, will forte no. character yep. it would not that that would have worked casting wise i don't think but like it's a, it's kind of just a different thing i don't you know i was even the show, i was a little bummed the show kind of follows shaggy and scooby mainly right like it's like those two but it's so much more of them together, just the structure of the movie being like, they get outcasted from the group immediately, right. and then the group is trying to like catch up to save them. Because you're mainly following Shaggy and Scooby, you don't get a lot of Freddy, which means we don't get a lot of Zeph, because he's like, what's happening in the background trying to get to Scooby-Doo, right. and Scooby's the star. Yes, I agree with you. I was like, man, like... I think that if they make a next one, we would get a lot more of what we want from this in the sense that, like, they'd all be a team working together. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, just, like, they had to do this, like, intro one, and it happened to be a storyline that kind of, like, splits Daphne, Velma, and Freddy out. And, like, that's what I'm not, I'm not exactly sure, to be honest. Like, I think it works, narratively speaking. I think it works in terms of telling an effective cohesive story and i think that the story tells i think it's 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 good i think it's better than a lot of movies of this kind but if you're kind of establishing or re-establishing or whatever for a new generation who these people are i think it would have been sidelining them the group dynamic together more i mean we eventually get that we get that a little bit in the beginning but it's just like hey simon cowell is here he doesn't like you too and like that's almost immediately in modern day they split up it's effective as a story, but in terms of if you're like I like me, I've never seen Scooby Doo. I don't know what the group dynamic is. Like they just uh, make jokes about like why are we so hangry? Oh, because Scoob and Shaggy aren't here to feed us food, right? So it's just because well, Scoob and Shaggy are always eating. 
That's right. like their character. So like trope. I understand, but I I still don't. You know, I don't know. It's yeah, it's weird. Like they they just pretty much deleted that part after Simon Cowell was like, "This is your role. This is your role. This is your role." Mm-hmm. And then they're like, "Okay, we don't need to do that in the movie now," and just like scrap that whole part. They scrappy dude that whole part. Scrappy dude, yeah. And it's just you know it's not bad again because I think it works as a movie, and I think if they tried to force it in, it would have been. But like even the. Like the the reunion, the fake reunion between Fred and Shaggy when Fred is actually Dick Dastardly in disguise. Yeah. Like that feels like I don't know if this is normal or not. They're like, why is how is he here? And they're like, oh, it's because it's Dick Dastardly or whatever. Like, but I don't know what that relationship's supposed to be like normally, you know? And it's like even you who knows Scooby Doo, you don't know what this creative team's interpretation of the group is, right? And so Yes. Yeah, you're right. right. Yeah, yeah. That's so. fair. Also, they're trying to find three skulls. Because they need the three skulls and the key, which is Scooby-Doo, yep. to unlock the thing. We find out that Dick Dastardly sent his dog there by accident, and he can't get the dog out. Unless they open the thing. Unless they open the portal. There's a whole bunch of gold in there. He wanted the gold. The dog goes in. Dog can't come out. So he, like, lost his best friend. As much as he's trying to, like, destroy them, he also is just, like trying to rescue his own dog. Well, because I think it's it's kind of funny in that way that, like, when he eventually awakens Cerberus, he's like, oh, this is more than I bargained for. I'm out of here. And, like, immediately he's just like, nope, this is not what I wanted. And he just goes and finds his dog, right? It just... Yeah. Because it seems like he wants to conquer the world because that's just the kind of movie this is. But it's like, actually, he doesn't really want to do that. He, he wants, wants to find the gold his dog behind again. it in the dog. Yeah. yeah, that's all he wants. And, like, that's how it goes. They're, like, searching around for the skulls and, like, obviously, like, the Blue Falcon, Shaggy and Scooby... And Dick Dastardly are both on, like, the same path, right? And they're both trying to find the skulls first, so they can, like, so he can't unlock it, he can't unlock it, whatever. And Brian, the Blue Falcon, sucks, because it's the Blue Falcon's son. He's, like, shitty new Blue Falcon. He's lacking confidence, because he's never actually done a thing. No, he also just sucks. But, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, he's lacking confidence and sucks, like, rightfully so. So, um... So he's like, um, like, oh, I'm going to use the forums to find out. Somebody told me it was here. Obviously, it's Dick Dastardly, like, dragging him there. And then they, like, go through this, like, e- evil carnival in the middle of nowhere, which is very Scooby-Doo. This would be, like, a great Scooby-Doo set. Like, the, I think it was one, right? Like, an abandoned carnival or whatever. They're, like, doing, you know, they get into hijinks. He's, like, coming after them. They're hiding, trying to fight them, whatever. And um, Shaggy and the Blue Falcon wind up on this Ferris wheel, right? And he's like, do it. And he's like, do what? He's like, drop some F-bombs. And he's like, hey, I'm trying to keep it PG like PG here. Yeah. And I thought that was a really, really nice joke. But he meant Falcon bombs. Yes. Apparently, this is the first time that like they've had some like semi-adult language, like I guess references to that kind of thing. Because uh, it's PG, so it's not like... It's, it's a little bit of whatever, like innuendo or stuff, but that's also something like this is sort of deviant. Not that this is like adult Scooby-Doo. It's not, you know, <laughs> the sex worker you follow on Twitter, like dressing as like slutty <laughs> yeah. Velma. It's not that, but it's just like, hey, yeah. we're going to make jokes about F-bombs or whatever, right? So like it's a Which different Which felt good. Kind of, that yeah. part I did like. I like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like audiences are changing, man. So like as much as I'm an old that was like, please cut with the fucking technology things. It was like, okay, say you're going to drop some F-bombs. That's pretty funny. I cracked me up. A couple Zeph lines that I like, I think while they're en route to that carnival is that, this is what I said before when you're trying to think about the, the middle-aged man thing about how do you know so much about superheroes and so little about the metric system because I'm an American man. But then 
you know, they're racing to get to where they need to go, and they go get ahead. pulled over yep. by a hot cop who is played by Christina Hendricks. Yep. And you see, this is this is the hottest cartoon character. I don't know why. I mean, she's just like, she's a hot cop. Like, that's the character she is, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. She comes up to the window. She's like, do you know why I pulled you over? And he goes, and Zeph I goes, was I too fast? And I was like, ooh. Ooh. Yeah, and then it's not actually her. Uh, but also, while while before she reveals herself to be Dick Dastardly, a tuner zips by in the background. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, I missed that part, but I did catch him go, guys, don't worry, I got this. I've seen cops like six times, and I like that joke too. And then Zeph is also both offended and also a little bit flattered when uh, Dick calls him a poor man's Hemsworth. He's like, hey, is it? Wait a minute, Chris, Chris or Liam? But again. <laughs> yeah. Dates it to the time, but also <laughs> specifically, you know, Zeph and like he's just of that both of their ilk. Right? That so was just that was like the first time that I felt Zeph came out in this movie. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. for in all the other things we've seen. Like you said him in the as, intro. Hi, I'm Zac Efron, the actor. Yeah, yeah. When it came out there, I was like, oh, that's really funny, and that could have been ad libbed, or like that was just really great writing for him because like I think it was see- the writing. I think yeah, yeah, I think it's smart. Yes, absolutely. It was very very nice writing. Again, it's the kind of thing that I don't think he really has the ability because it's not his movie by any stretch of the imagination, but he's established such a character as like the hunky dreamboat or whatever, and so giving him a little bit of vulnerability or like a peek behind the curtain is just it's. It's just funny, right? Where yeah, it's always funny. it's the inversion of the thing that we we've known him to be. I mean, and we see him, and like even in the Dubai things that we just watched, and I mean, obviously we've seen all the movies, but like the like the self jab type things that happen sure. throughout these, I think that that's he's always a good sport about that, and that was really funny to be like, maybe that's why he can't be an action star because he's because <laughs> he's not like pissed off enough. <laughs> like egomaniac enough to like want to run a action star franchise like you're not gonna be like you're a poor man's chris hemsworth like can you imagine if we like try to say that to like the rock or well i mean like bob odenkirk's an action star now you know what i mean so like you know but i mean like be a... like to be like an action star you know like well i think yeah i, I see what you're saying i also think that like maybe he just doesn't want to because i feel like those kind of movies those kind of actors are like like tom cruise is like largely just in action movies right and like yeah. in these are largely just in action movies and keanu reeves now largely just kind of in action movies but yep. it's you know it, it seems like he like we were saying in the intro but also as we covered in the last couple of movies he did like it doesn't seem like he wants to be tied into any one thing and if he becomes like he won't become i don't think he'd be zach zach efron action star he'd be a zach efron star of an action movie or something right there'd be yeah like a yeah you're right kind of thing i get that yeah that makes sense and then in this finale here, there's a couple of different things in the sequence that I, I made note of, that there was a Fred fake out. So we had a fake Zeph, which is maybe yeah. a first, maybe something new for us. Yeah, uh, that's then true. Then the Mystery Mobile, I think, explodes at one point, and he takes, like, the flower from the side and turns it into, like, a shield, dons some war, point, war paint, mm-hmm. and gets ready to avenge it, which I think is just, like, again, his, his greatest love is that vehicle, I would imagine. True. Like, you set me up, like, it's something that I would have remembered when I saw it, but I wouldn't have thought to describe it in, like, the things I know about Scooby-Doo. We get the mask reveal, but then they do a double mask reveal, yep. and they're like, they never do a double mask reveal, right? So Yes, yes, yes. It's always the mask reveal at the end. Is And if it wasn't for you meddling kids in that, in that what, oh, fuck, I forget the line. It's like, the meddling kids in the something mutt, I would have got away with it, too. Like, that's the Scooby-Doo line at the end that they always say. Yeah, so it was Dick... Then Simon Cowell, and then actually just Dick all along. So like, this doesn't make any sense for Simon Cowell to be here. So yeah, I was, I was, I, they got me with that one honestly because I was like, Simon Cowell's like behind this. Like, why? That would, would be pretty he... funny. That'd be yeah. pretty funny. There was a scene. There was a point 
where Freddy, Zeph, and F- Freddy, who is Zeph, and the Blue Falcon are fighting with each other, right? And he's like, you know, like, you're a coward. And he's like, don't point at me. And he's like, I'll double point at you. And then they get to quadruple point, And I was like, ooh, quadruple space. Ooh, very, very sexy. Yeah. They establish at the end the mystery ink. They're like, you know, going to become, turn this into a business. And their first mystery, did you catch what it was? It was a, something at a, like a ghost beach or something? A ghost fisherman? Kind of. A Fish- phantom tuna trawler. Oh, tuna. tuna. From the first seven minutes of the first Fast and Furious. Yeah, true. And then in the credits here, a song featuring Charlie Puth. So see you again. <laughs> Unbelievable. Absolutely so crazy. Guys, we watched so many other movies and just like look for Fast and Furious connections and all the other movies. So like I think that definitely my brain is a little broken well and like i think and like i'm glad that we did but we we sort of stopped overtly doing that like we used to have segments on the show like what fast actions do you find but like it just they're just ever i mean the fact that there's 10 movies there's like you know 17 hours of this stuff and we've and watched like them 400 characters times. at this point right and like so. just pop culture in general like yes. yeah any other notes about this are you ready to play some games oh i liked all the hanna-barbera features i like hong kong fooey and i sing the hong kong fooey song a lot just like to myself all the time. Well, in that uh, old school song by Danger Mouse, what was the Danger what was Mouse. the duo? Yeah, uh, it was Danger it was, Mouse and the Mouse it was and the Danger Mask. Doom. No, MF Doom and DJ Danger Mouse. Was that it? Was the Mouse and the Mask, right? They, yeah, they but it, it was uh, Danger Doom was the was the group when they combined. Gotcha. Oh, right, right, right. And Mouse, Mouse and the Mask was the album. Mouse and the Mask was the album. Yes. Because there is in that song, old school. It's all Hanna Barbera like Hong Kong Fui kick. Yeah. yeah. But there was a Hong Kong Fui um, when they went into like the arcade and they kind of blocked themselves in when like Dick Dastardly gets them in the carnival. There was like a Hong Kong Fui arcade machine that they like tip over in front of the door. And then we get like Captain Caveman, who I totally forgot about, like has to fight them for the last skull. So I, I totally forgot that that cartoon existed. But like, I'm, I must have been watching a ton of these when I was like, when my sister was little. I remember watching them with when she was little. What like, channel were they on? Were they on like, like <sighs> Cartoon Network at Disney night. or something? Cartoon Network at night. Okay. That's what it was. It was like late night Cartoon Network. They would like play before all Adult Warhead. Swim. I don't think Adult Swim existed, but yes, before Adult Swim in the sense that Adult Swim wasn't. Oh, yeah. I guess that probably came in around like early 2000s with Robot Chicken yeah. and stuff, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. At night, it like Cartoon Network would be like, it would be like Courage, like Ed, Ed, and Eddie. I've never even heard of Courage. I know Ed, Ed, Courage, I, the I Cowardly can... Dog? You didn't know this one? Nope. Oh, that was a really, really fun one. It was kind of like a new dark. I mean, I guess not, but it's it, it like feels kind of like Scooby Doo in the sense that like there was always a ghost, and the and there was like two farmers. There were like this old couple, and it was their dog, and he would like be trying to save them because like something would be trying to kill them all the time, and they would just be yelling at the dog like, "Why are you doing this weird thing?" And he's like, "Like, don't go there because you're gonna die." And like, and then at the end they'd be like, "Thanks, stupid dog." You're like, you know what I mean? Like the the dad would just be like, "You ruined everything, dog," and he like saved his life, so. Okay, so there was those ones, and then it would, like, go to Scooby-Doo, and then, like, very late night, they would do, like, Bugs Bunny and the Looney Tunes. Gotcha, okay. I know you said you download. Can you stream Scooby-Doo anywhere? I don't know. I don't know. I know all the Hanna-Barbera stuff are on HBO Max. 
It's on the Boomerang app, Tubi, HBO Max, and Amazon Prime. Yeah, HBO Max has all of the old um, Looney Tunes cartoons, because yeah. we were watching those one night, and I mentioned that. We were, like, got drunk and watched, like, a bunch of old, like, Bugs Bunny and, mm-hmm. like, those kind of cartoons. So it makes sense that they were on there if they have the Bugs Bunny ones, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Because it's, like, I don't, all know, the I don't know who owns umbrella. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you want to watch the trailer? I'm down. Yeah, send it to me. I just sent it to you. It is Scoob official trailer 2020 Scooby-Doo movie posted by Movie Trailer Source as 8.4 million views. Let me know when you're ready. Not even classic movie clips? No. classic movie uh, trailers? No. There's one posted by IGN, one posted by Warner Brothers. It's a teaser trailer, but this is the official actual trailer trailer. Okay. I'm ready whenever you are. All right. Three, two, one, play. Oh, oh, it's about to start. You ready? ready? Ooh, oh. Popcorn, oh, they're watching the movie in the theater to start? I think I remember this. I mean, this is a, this is a year old movie, right? So, like, Good idea, Scoob. But I don't yeah, watch trailers, I but I think I would have been, like, in a theater. Yeah. Hmm. Well, let me give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, I remember this. That's weird. Because it's the kind of trailer that I'm not going to not look it's away for, because I'm like, I'm, you know, if it wasn't for Zac Efron, I probably wouldn't see this movie. And yep. even if I, you know, I did... I don't. You could spoil it. Like it's not the kind of movie where I'm like, oh, I need to know. But yeah, what? I don't. I, I can't see what's gonna happen in Scoob. Right. There'll be too many. There'll be too many spoilers. Start out at the beach. Maybe that's why I said beach before. Very possible. Maybe like I just remembered this whole beach part. Because there's a. I do remember this scene. I, when I when I saw this last night, I was like, Scooby, Dooby, Do. What's his name? His name's. Scooby. Well, they cut out a joke there. His name is Snacks, yeah. like Snacks. Do. <laughs> okay. Hey, there was like 20 or 30 seconds there at the beach. Oh, when he gave him the fucking collar, I was like, oh, he's going to take this off at some point. God damn and it. And he did. And he did. Scooby's like, you gave me the nod. He's like, I didn't mean it. <laughs> yeah. Gross. Uh, maybe don't do that again. <laughs> I'm Fred. This is Velma. If you ever want to freak your cat out, lick it. It'll get really confused. Nice to meet you. Okay, here we go. Bowling alley. I did like the design of the alien robot things. I think I think they looked cool and like the transformer abilities. I liked it. I liked that they became cute. You know what I mean? They had like an evil yeah. and a cute side. Yep. That was kind of fun. Like this, those were really cute. Mm-hmm. I think that the coloring and the lighting of this movie was fucking awesome, by the way. So now, someone who is super familiar with the and like you know in your DNA to a certain extent, the original animation. Did this drive you crazy? You liked it? You didn't? It didn't bother you? I hate all this new CGI animation. I'm just not. It's like it's not for me. Like, I didn't grow up with it, so, like, I much prefer, like, hand, like, flat animation just by nostalgia points. It didn't bother, like, this doesn't bother me. Like, I'm, now I'm, like, used to it, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it's not my favorite. Like, if I had a choice, like, just fucking do everything as a cartoon the way I remember a cartoon. But everything has moved to this now. Well, it's just so expensive. It's so much more expensive. This is so much quicker to do and everything, right? So You think that... 2D is so much more expensive. Maybe this is quicker. I will say this is maybe quicker. I also, I don't know. Maybe it's just, maybe this is just what people want. I don't know. I'm sure you can get like a sweatshop full of like Indonesian kids that will just draw hundreds of panels of this, like whatever you want. 
to make like a 2d movie it has to be like it oh no remember but we were talking about this when we were just doing fucking another animated movie somewhere maybe heather brought it up in a tweet or something heather antos was on for a lap on too fast with us the animated movies are cheaper to make they're expensive but they're cheaper to make because there's no union for animators oh okay for like CGI animator people so they can still outsource it. So like, although it costs a ton of money, like they can outsource it and get it done cheaper than gotcha. because there's no, there's no like, you know, lighting union or sound union. you know what I mean? Like these kind of things, you can kind of circumvent that with gotcha. this. I forget yeah, where I not, saw it. That was not, yeah, that was not from our show. That must've been from Twitter. That seems like the kind of thing that Heather would tweet about. So you're probably right there. I did not see that. I did not know that. Yeah, I, I, like, it was something that I had never thought about before until, like, somebody pointed it out, and I was like, that makes fucking, that makes a lot of sense, so, yeah. yeah. All right, the Google game, which I forgot that we do, I'm going to search oh. Zach Efron Scoob. There's nothing really exciting here. Uh, just take some guesses. Freddy. Nope. Um, Close. And it, it's said differently. Character. Character is number one. Um, voice. Is number four. Uh, and nothing else is anything. Behind the scenes, interview, cast, movie, trailer. And then at the bottom, who is the villain in Scoob? I guess maybe people somehow, is Zach Efron playing the villain? But no. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I Googled that. I, I was like, oh, right, the Google game. Oh, it's underwhelming. Yeah. I mean, well, because it's animated, so that makes sense. Like, unless he said, like, a sick-ass one-liner, or, like, he became a meme or something, then maybe, but... I will, okay, so for the Letterboxd game, there are two different accounts I, I found, one of which I only pulled because Scoob is somebody's third favorite movie, and their first favorite movie at the moment is F9, which I just thought was pretty funny. Oh, so. that is really funny, okay. Uh, but Scooby-Doo, I guess, do we use Fury Road as a reference on this? I don't remember if we did. We must I don't, have. I have no, we definitely had a reference, but I, I don't, maybe it was Fury, it had to have been, and it had to start here. Okay. For reference sake, Mad Max Fury Road, one of the most popular films on Letterboxd, has been seen by 865,000 people. 865,000 people. Scoob, 2020, directed by Tony Cervone, starring Will Forte, Mark Wahlberg, Jason Isaacs, Gina Rodriguez, and Zac Efron, has been seen by how many people? Twelve. That's low. 42,000. You're not that far off, but you're too low. 48,000. There you go. 48, no, 47, 667, but this rounds to 48. 48. Nice. Okay. Two guesses. Not bad, guys. Not bad. Not bad. Average rating of 2.3. Most common a two, then a three, then a two and a half. My, my friends did not enjoy this. Montez gave it a three, was the highest of my friends. Uh, Kiwi Haley, Haley Gerbys so. from our pod, from a uh, listener to that, gave it two and a half. Uh, future Too Fast guest Aaron Newworth gave it two and a half. Not not very not very loved by things. I think it's just like a yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Sure. How many people of those forty eight thousand have it in their top four? You know, it's at least two. Seven. Too low. More than seven. Mm-hmm. That's scary. Um, fifth, twelve, twelve. Too low. Fifteen. Too low. Is it much higher? Is it like twenty five? Twenty five. Too low. Really. 45. Too high. One more guess. 37. 30. 30 people have this in the top four. There's a lot of people who have multiple Scooby-Doo. Like, I tweeted one as Cage Club. It was three Scooby-Doo movies and Eraserhead. David Lynch's Eraserhead, which I thought was pretty funny. Okay, We're yeah, going to go to Joy-Con Boys Forever. 
Five stars. Watch it last October. Scoob is a fantastic movie with great characters and amazing story. Really recommend it. Then he has three more reviews that he's put out there that are very, very long. Better and more detailed review. Another better and more detailed review. And then in all capital letters, <laughs> my best review. He was grading his own reviews. Good. Yeah. Good for you, his, bud. his best review starts with why Scoob means so much to me. So it's a very long review about why Scoob means a lot to him. I so. wish I could see how old this person was. Just I'm or curious. Like, out. His location is at your house on... At your mom's house? Twitter. His profile picture is Shaggy and Scooby from this movie. His banner picture is another one of his top four. I love the other movie. Huge Scoob fan. Animation fan. Nostalgia lover. Born March 3, but there's no year, so I don't know. Yeah, because I could see this... Like, this person could be any age, right? Well, I will tell you, his four top movies are all animated. Okay. But still, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. No, it doesn't. His number three movie, even though he's written four reviews about this thing, his number three movie is Scoob. Okay. His number four movie is the... (laughs) I don't want to say this in reverse. It's a movie we talked about. Uh, that Scooby-Doo is not the version of this. Oh, we just... What the An fuck animated movie we talked about. What does Scooby-Doo... What did the director say Scooby-Doo or Scoob oh, is? Oh, Into the Spider-Verse. Okay. Yes. <laughs> this okay. person's fourth favorite movie is Spider-Verse. Behind uh, this... Two, so this is, the, this is the Spider-Verse of Scooby-Doo for him. I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. Top two. One is a Pixar movie. One is... Finding a Nemo. Movie that, nope. More recent. Both, all four of these have come out in the last three years. No, this one's a little bit older. All since 2015. Big Hero 6. No, that's Disney. That's not Pixar. I thought they were the same thing. They are, but that's, it's not, it's just like how all squares okay, are rectangles, but all rectangles are squares. Yeah. Onward? Nope. Older than that. Or I would say maybe, Toy Story aside, maybe their best movie. Is that fair to say? What am I forgetting? It's definitely up there, though. Up there for be- in non. And I'm not saying up as a pun. It's not up. Yeah, I get it. I maybe like Wally better, but it's not Wally. It's newer than Wally. It's newer than Wally. But I'd say widely considered one of Coco? the. Coco. No, I do love that movie. Soul. Older. Older than Soul. I don't think this is how this game's supposed to go. This is just you guessing Pixar movies, but uh, starring Tina Fey. That, no, sorry, help. Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler. Doesn't help me at all. Because um, there's a high unlikelihood that I haven't seen it. There's a high likelihood I, I have not seen it. I wouldn't be surprised. I would. I would actually sort of be surprised if you haven't seen this. Maybe you didn't. I don't know. What is it? What? Give me. Give me like a slam dunk. Clue. It's animated. Thanks, asshole. I got that part. The car is red. Um, Cars. No. 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 Oh, no. Okay. Under the car. Oh, I thought you, you were doing the car game, but you said the car is red and it's animated. So I was like, Cars? Was it? And I was like, why would you say that Cars was their best movie? Well, we just talked about Cars. It's about emotions. Oh, uh, Inside Out. Yes. Have you okay. seen it? Yes, I have, but I yeah. wouldn't have ever remembered it. I saw it when it came out and then not since. I, so This is one I actually probably could have given you. I mean, I, I almost did, and then I just didn't get there in time. The tagline is, a major emotion picture. Ooh. Meet the little voices inside your head. Okay, his number one favorite movie, that was a movie from this year that I also loved, and I, I mentioned on Too Fast, and I said you should watch. It's my favorite movie. I think probably it's probably going to fall, but my favorite movie this year that is not F9. It's a Netflix original about a family, animated, came out this year. 
Oh, what did you say? Fuck. Uh, it was... Mm, shit. I remember you talking about it, but I don't know what it's called. God damn it. What is Saving it? Saving the world can be a trip is a tagline. Can be a trip. Yeah. Not LSE trip. Actual car road trip. Yeah. I remember. Was it? You said they save the world. Yeah. I remember that part. I was going to say it's something with superheroes, but now all I have is um, Incredibles in my head because that's all I can see right now. Oh, that's not probably that. the one. That's what I was thinking of before. That's probably what people say is Pixar's best movie, but I would say Inside Out probably is better, but... The Mitchells versus the Machines. The Mitchells yes. versus the Machines. Yes. So okay. Mitchells, Inside Out, Scoob, and Spider-Verse. So pretty good taste. Scoob maybe aside, you know, but. Yeah. I mean, Scoob wasn't bad. It's just like Spider-Verse. Uh, you know, we're huge fans of Spider-Verse. So like that's top tier animation. Right. Like I love Big Hero 6. I, I would have put that in there. You know what I mean? Sure. Over some of the other ones that he picked, but. I can see arguments for personal favorites, man. Can't yeah. argue with that. Joe fire ass titles. Scoob go. <laughs> Fred, just call it Fred. F- F- Fred. I like that. How about horror? Why? Just cause it's scary. Scary. Have you seen there's like, there's like a been like a recent trend in, ho- in like indie horrors, like a modern horror movie. It was like the title of things. What? There's like movies that are like called like, a very scary movie, like a modern horror movie. And I, and they're, they're not terrible. Like, I don't, I haven't seen them. I don't know that these aren't, may not be the exact titles, but like they're weird generic titles like that, like a scary movie, but not like scary movie, but like a scary movie, but like it's serious. It's, there's a weird trend going on, man. It's yeah. Who, again, who passed out the fucking pamphlets that said like, this is a scary movie. What do we got? Um, Blue Falcon. I mean, you could call it like mystery Inc or the mystery mobile or the mystery team. Yes, yes, yes. Um, what do they call like when you get rejected by Simon Cowell? Like, what is that called? Oh well, I mean, there's like it depends on what show. If if you're thinking about American Idol, or if you're thinking about American Idol, what are they? America's Got Talent. I don't know. I don't know. Do they have like a like a like not like canceled, but you know what I mean, like act? Well, I don't know what Simon says, but I know that Randy Jackson used to say it's no for me, dog. Yeah, like that. Okay, yeah, no for me, dog. Simon would just be like. Absolutely no, dreadful. dreadful. No, dreadful. Oh, I feel like we're verging into Gordon Ramsay territory. That's true. I was thinking, and I wrote it down, spoilers for WandaVision, Ooh. and I don't remember the neighbor's name. What's the neighbor's name? It was Agatha all along. Agatha all along. It was Simon Cowell all along. I, how about Three Skulls and a Dog? Sure. Like Three Men and a Baby? Oh, all starring Zeph. Exactly. Zeph. Ghost, ghost Dog. Ghost Dog. <laughs> Well, there are also three dogs in this movie. You just call them three dogs. Whenever, Four dogs. Whenever you said ghost dog, all I could imagine was Iggy Azalea being like, hey, ghost dog. Hey, ghost dog. <laughs> and then Scooby-Doo punches somebody in the face. There are four dogs in the movie. There's, there's Scooby-Doo. There is a robot dog. There is. a ghost dog. And there's a dog like beyond the sands of time, basically, right? So Yeah. It's like every every stage of dog that you could have. Every Stage of Dog is a great title for the movie. Ooh, good, good, good. A, man, a Man's Best Friend. Ooh, yeah, that's good. That's a good one to end on. Yeah. All right, Joe, crying and shirtless. Here's what we said yesterday in the opening to this, which people don't really necessarily need to remember, but you said there was going to be a crime on the beach. They're playing beach volleyball shirtless. Scoob plays a prank on him, takes his shirt away. The shirt gets lost in the ocean. He cries because they go to a cold, air-conditioned bar, <laughs> and he's very cold. So 
other than there being a beach, nothing, none of that happens. It starts on a beach. Like, that's You don't get something. half a point. You get, like, a quarter of a point. That's, okay, fine. But, like... <laughs> I said it was in a haunted mansion, which, again, quarter of a point. He's shirtless behind a door, covered in peanut butter, you said. Scoob <laughs> licks him. Again, you're laughing harder at yourself than anybody listening. I know, I know. I I forget. I forgot about the that he's that he goes to a air conditioned bar did this yesterday. I know. <laughs> like twenty four hours ago. I know. I know. I didn't remember it. So you surprised me. I used to write myself like notes in. I like, know yeah. you said this. I think okay. probably in this exact context. Probably just to make yourself happy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That he's embarrassed that no one believes him, so he cries, or if the mystery mobile doesn't start. He doesn't cry in this movie. He doesn't get shirtless in this movie. Neither of those happen, but he does get angry about the death of the mystery mobile. So there is an emotion there, but it's not crying. So 0 for 2 here, and we each get a quarter of a point. So Fair. Uh, I was thinking if we could do another one for the next one, but we already did Human Discoveries, and we can't really do Down to Earth because you've seen it, even if you don't remember it, like... It's not really so. That'll probably be the next one we do whenever we do it, but I don't know. We'll find yeah. out. But yeah. That's yeah. all of our games. We played a lot of games. I forgot we had so many games, but uh, we don't do all those. We do some of those games, but not all those games on Too Fast. So. We do some of those games on Too Fast. Then we do like a car guessing game where Joey describes a car to me and I try to guess it. We like harass people on Twitter gently. That never works. And we play the letterbox game, so. So and we watch the trailer as well. So yeah, if true. you want more of this, in a vague sense, go to Too Fast Too Forever. Every Tuesday we do a new episode. Who we wrote in? Patreon. Who wrote in to ask for this episode? Christine and someone else. Hang on. Christine was the one that like wrote in. And she said she'd watched all of it multiple times. Yeah. I was like, oh, we gotta, you know. Zach Attack was written in by uh, asking for Scoob specifically. Christine Tran and David Maggi. Magi Maggi. Okay. Christine, so. Dave, I'm telling you. Right now, li- listen, to, listen to me, Linda, sweetheart. Listen to Who's me. Who's Linda? What are you talking about? This was a meme. Do you not remember this famous Vine video, Linda? Linda I sweetheart. don't do memes or the internet, really. That's true. Okay, guys. Also, Taylor, say address Taylor too, because Taylor also wrote in. Taylor, go listen to Too Fast. Just like pick any fucking movie that you might have seen and listen to like the first hour intro part of it. It's all the same shit. So that's just my final, final pitch that I promise you. It's the same shit. Once again, like you said in the intro, when you said same shit, in a good way. In, in a, a good way, way yes. I you, I mean, come on. You know what I'm saying here. Same shit, different day, man. Exactly. Living the dream every Friday. Yeah, every day Tuesday, we put out a new episode. Sometimes bonus episodes on Friday, bonus episodes on our Patreon. But don't join the Patreon until you actually like the show. But there are... Almost 200 episodes of Too Fast. So if you want more, and skip there's around. Also like, Start from the be- end. Start from the beginning. It doesn't fucking matter. Like it's all the same thing. There's just like the the intros just chronicle like what we've been up to. But at the same sense, like you could start it this week's and don't listen to any of them before that, and you'd be fine. There's also like 30 episodes of Boyfriend Material, which we're not doing more of. There's yep. also like 15 episodes of Magic Mics, which we're not doing more of. But all the energy and good jokes are saved for Too Fast. As I'm sure Christine knows and remembers if she re-listens to these, the early episodes of these are rough. But the early episodes of Too Fast are not as good as they are now. But they're as they're good as the last episodes of, of Zack yes, Attack. Because, because chronologically, we figured out what we were doing, right? So Yeah, exactly. Although the Beach Bum episode came out like a year and a half after 
we started too fast. So like, there's there's overlap there. So I don't know, man. But Beach Bum is such a great fucking movie, man. I need to rewatch that movie now that you brought it up. Captain Whack. It's been too long since I've seen it. It's such a good movie. But like, I need to be in like a nice like disassociative feeling type of way not even with drugs but just like in that kind of mood where it's like i'm feeling kind of wispy and drunk yeah but you never drink so when will you ever <laughs> when will you ever i'm, I'm getting mood? fucking hammered as soon as we stop this recording well before will you do that any other thoughts about scoob i think that i'm gonna have my sister watch it and see how she feels about it because she was Shout arguably out yeah arguably the bigger scooby-doo fan between us right um but yeah it was it was cute. I, I wish there was more Zeph in it. I'll, obviously, that's always what we say. But yeah, you can do worse, but you can also do better. Like on Two yeah. Past Two Forever, go watch the <laughs> Fast and Furious movies. I wonder how annoying it will be if, like, you get this episode. It's just like this is now Fast and the Furious episode well, about Scoop. Again, it's the same thing. <laughs> like, it's, it's the it's the same thing in reverse. Like it, we just do. We have one speed. No, not a car joke. We have one speed, and it's just. <laughs> It just depends on what the movie is, right? So, you know, constantly comparing these to the Fast and Furious movies, maybe not ideal, but also it's just we've literally broken our brains by watching these movies nine times in the last four years. So what are you going to do? For all things Zach Attack, you can go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash cageclub, or at cageclubpod on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, zachattack at cageclub.me, and come see, back. And listen, if you, if you harass us long enough... You could convince us to make another episode, so perfect. Thanks for we've sending got two emails. More, yeah, we've got two yeah. more things to do. Not, a, it's not a two more. Uh, we got two more to do at some point, and we, you know, who knows? But too fast every Tuesday. Go check that out. We'll be back at some point for something for sooner sure. or later. Three men and baby, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. I'm Joey Lewandowski. <laughs> I'm Joe too. And we'll not tell, tell you, you all about, about it. it. <laughs> nope, can't do it. We'll see you next time right here on Zach Attack. <laughs>